Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And Wilder win. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, we've got a great offensive line coach, same one that, you know, we led to Power Five in rushing two years ago. And, yeah, it's the same one that everybody tries to get it when the season's over with. Um, off the field, I have several questions about what we're doing, how we're doing it, this, that, and other. I want to be conscious that I didn't want to overstep anybody's boundary as the offensive line coach. And uh, because we've got a really good one. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Here on 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday as it is a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking about everything in the sports world that you want to talk about. And if you want to get in on the conversation, it's a very simple thing to do. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback after me on Twitter at Neighbors. And today, we're going to talk a little basketball because we know tonight is the red-white game for Razorback basketball, which is actually why I'm live on location here in Fayetteville at the wonderful Holiday Inn Express off of Weddington. So if you're ever coming up here to uh, check out any games or graduations or anything, this is the hotel to stay at. But uh, we're going to be checking it out tonight and seeing what the Razorback basketball team is all about. So we're going to have Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com joining us at 1.30 today as uh, we'll get his thoughts and a little preview of it as well. And usually we have Chris Gordy joining us on Monday, but he was seeing if he'd come on Wednesday because there's a lot of things going on with him, not only for college football, but also Major League Baseball and playoffs going on. And he's on top of it and covering it all, so he'll join us in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll do a little uh, what's uh, trending in the world of sports, some of the big sports news and some things from uh, not only the NFL but from college football too and uh, just checking it all out today again. So we're uh, excited to be with you and excited to, to give the show to you today. And uh, I, I will say, Joe, I know that everybody's in football mode right now and rightfully so because I think I saw uh, Brandon Marcello tweeted out the stat that I always love seeing each and every year where it's the next 47 days or 48 days. From here on out, 48 straight days where there will always be college football or NFL with at least one game each and every day for 48 straight days. That's incredible. Enjoy it while it's here because football season always goes by fast. And uh, it it is one of those things that is remarkable in the fact that you're going to have a game or a few games each and every day for a nice stretch. So definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I think that anytime you have college football, NFL football, doesn't matter. You're always going to be excited about when the season comes. But when you have it for each and every night, when you can check it out, and regardless if it's a, a little bit of matching or Pac-12 after dark or even some NFL games, you got to enjoy it while it lasts because then once it goes away and football season's over, everyone's going to be talking about, man, I wish football was here. I wish it was back. Can't wait for next season. So definitely enjoy it here starting in the month of October all the way through November. Uh, having nothing but football each and every night. So uh, it, it's good to have that, and it's good to see all the different uh, the games that are going to get played, not only uh, tonight, but just moving forward in, in that side of things. But uh, also with you know college football coming up, and I know we'll have some 
I think it's from uh, Razorbacks and near game against Ole Miss. I actually had somebody earlier on social media today, Joe, ask me if I believe that Arkansas and Ole Miss is going to be another insane game like this series has always provided, even though most people, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people are pretty much done with Arkansas right now for Razorback fans as far as thinking that they're going to be a great season or uh, you know they're really down in the dumps about how the season has gone, whatever it may be. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like it's almost like, oh, well, I don't think it'll even be a crazy game because that means Arkansas will actually be in the game and... It's like, you know, this is the type of game each and every year where I never know what's going to happen between these two teams. So uh, you're still thinking that there is, you you have hope, you have optimism, and that's kind of where people are that aren't really thinking that way. They don't have any optimism anymore, and it's not even about having a great season at this point. It's about more so them thinking, does Arkansas even have a chance when they get into some of these games? With the next couple of opponents that are on the schedule in Ole Miss and Alabama, we knew going into it it was going to be a rough stretch, but just the way that things have shaken out and the way they played this far into the schedule, that's why people are feeling the way that they do. Just they they don't have any hope at this point with the next two opponents. Yeah, you got to be able to provide that for somebody. And I was even looking at the game notes, Joe, just uh, statistically, because I know that's more than just numbers each and every time, but just some of the stats that have been uh, put out there for Arkansas comparing them to Ole Miss. And we know that Ole Miss can score a lot of points. They're number one in scoring offense in the SEC, number six in the country. They're scoring nearly 45 points a game, which is incredible. They also are number two in total offense, number four in rushing offense, number two in passing offense. I mean, they just got an absolute juggernaut offensively. But if you look at their defense, you know their scoring defense, they're 10th in the SEC. They're 11th in total defense in the SEC. They're 12th in rushing defense in the SEC. And 13th in passing defense in the SEC. So what it essentially tells you is if you compare it to Arkansas stats, which I know Arkansas offensively hasn't really had anything going on as far as consistently, um, you know, this just looks like, hey, if you're going to try to beat Ole Miss or if you're wanting to beat Ole Miss, and I, don't, I just don't know if you want to get in a shootout, but then again, I don't see Arkansas, even though their defense may be improved, I don't see Arkansas slowing down this offense either way. So it's almost like if you are going to beat Ole Miss, you are going to have to get into a shootout because you know that they're going to score points and score a lot of them and score them very quickly too. What do the defensive numbers look like for both sides as far as uh, points scored against? That would be something that, that would be key to this matchup. Yeah, so scoring defense uh, for Ar- or for Arkansas has been 23.8 points per game is that uh, they're holding opponents to. And Ole Miss is at 24.6 points per game. Not that so big of a it, difference. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, if you look at the rankings, Arkansas is ninth in the SEC and Ole Miss is 10th. So literally right there next to each other as far as the points that they give up. And then, of course, Ole Miss, the scoring average is probably significant to what Arkansas is scoring. Oh, yeah, Arkansas... Yeah, Arkansas is at 7th in the SEC right now, so literally dead middle of the pack at 33.6, which uh, is just, I think last year they ended up averaging 37 points a game, so you're talking about about 4 points difference. But right now Ole Miss is scoring 11 more points per game, uh, which of course ranks 1st in the country. So if you're going to look at it from, okay, well, how many points does Arkansas give up and how many points are they going to end up scoring, and once again, it, it kind of leans towards Ole Miss because you mentioned the scoring defense. It's not that far off, which it's not at all. It's less than a full point. But the scoring offense is 11 full points that Ole Miss is able to score uh, against opponents. And I know matchups go into that as well, you know, who they play and how they play. But let's be honest, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they're always going to have an elite offense, and they're always going to have one that's really exciting to watch but also really dangerous to try to prepare for too. That's something that Coach Pittman, that's something that KJ has talked about as far as performing better and performing better from an offensive standpoint, you can move the ball all you want to, but the key always is scoring points, and that's where they want to be able to improve, and that is something that could help them quite a bit in this game. Oh, yeah. I think that if you're going to be Arkansas, and I even think uh, when I was looking at the numbers and just kind of, you know, you like to play that game of, all right, well, how many points does Arkansas need to hold Ole Miss against, you know, for them to feel good or for you to feel good about it? And as ridiculous as it may sound, I feel like if, if Arkansas was a, if you told me that Ole Miss was going to score less than 40 points in this game, I think Arkansas wins. Like that's just how, how it looks. I think that they would win if they scored less than 40 points. As absurd as that is, but if Ole Miss ends up scoring any more than 40 points, uh, I don't like Arkansas's chances. Just because, not even for the defensive side of things, because Ole Miss is going to score. It's just because the offense 
really hasn't shown much. And if you can't, here's the thing, Joe, if you can't show anything against Ole Miss this weekend, if you can't have success against a defense that is giving up, let's see, as far as rushing 145 yards per game, and then defensively in the passing game giving up 264 yards per game, if you can't have any success against a defense that's given up those types of numbers, then you're not going to have success against probably anybody this year in the SEC. They had success like that against LSU. The problem is they're missing a guy that was having a lot of that success against LSU. So now it becomes a situation where not only at the tight end position missing Luke has, but players at other positions offensively need to be able to step up and and kind of fill those gaps and that production that Luke has was putting on the field. Yeah, because I even think with... Uh, the element that the tight end provides. I know they moved Dominic Johnson there for a little bit, uh, just trying to get him more involved in pass protection and whatnot. But you know, moving him over there may help, and I don't expect you know Dominic Johnson to just step in and boom, go crazy and have uh, a great showing at the uh, level at the tight end because it just it's not his natural position. He could probably help out in some ways, but I don't think it's going to be uh, exactly what people are looking for or people are going to think it's going to be. But still, uh, I, I just believe that Arkansas has the weapons enough to be able to score or to have success against a bad defense, which is that what Ole Miss has. Now, again, it's not saying that it'll be easy, not saying they'll go in and they'll score 50 points, but because of that fact, because of you being upset and how you performed last week, because of K.J. Jefferson, which, by the way, every time that he goes up against the Ole Miss Rebels, he always, always puts on a show. I know it's only been two times he's gone up against the Rebels, but both times uh, he put on a clinic. In fact, uh, the one from two years ago there in Oxford. You talk about an incredible, an incredible performance at him where he had six touchdowns. Uh, if you add into that, you're going up against a bad, uh, a bad defense. You've you got to find ways to win because you know it's very important to get on the winning track. And KJ's returning back to Mississippi, which you know he's going to have some extra juice in there. Maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to at least make it a game in the end. But if you, if you start this game where you're down something like 28, kind of like what Arkansas had against Ole Miss last year. If you're down like 35 to 10 or something like that, or even 21 to 3 uh, really early in the game and the defense is already getting... So the thing is with this, though, Arkansas hasn't necessarily shown the ability to come back, but uh, Ole Miss, on the other hand, with the way they score... They have shown that they can come back. They had a game against Tulane where they they were behind. They had to come back and win the game. Now, Arkansas has shown mm-hmm. that they can score points at times, but they haven't shown consistently, and, and they shouldn't have to show it. You would hope that they wouldn't have to show it in certain games because you don't think that they're going to go in and get behind in a certain sense to have that ability to come back because that's not a way to go into each and every game and – have to depend on your offense and put so much on your offense to be able to do that and come back in a certain sense. You you just don't want to see it happen like that. No, not in any case. Not in any case. And that's what Arkansas is going to be up against against the Rebels. And Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they're probably going to be pretty motivated against Arkansas for embarrassing them last year. And also just, you know, if you look at the numbers, Ole Miss, they've scored some points against Arkansas. But Arkansas scored uh, points at will against Ole Miss the past three seasons. They're going to try to slow that down this weekend in Oxford. But we got a lot to get to here on a wide open Wednesday on Out of Bounds. We'll have Curtis Wilkerson joining us at 1.30. So we'll catch up with him, talk a little Razorback basketball. And we want to hear from you, 501-661-1037. We'll keep it moving on a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Arkansas Portable Toilets has the perfect solution. Rent a portable toilet. No, I'm not talking about your typical porta potty, although they do have those. I'm talking about a luxurious portable restroom. From two stall to ten stall and everything in between, Arkansas Portable Toilets. nationwide test of the emergency alert system issued by the Federal Emergency Management Agency. 
covering the United States from 2.20 to 2.40 p.m. Eastern Time. This is only a test. No action is required by the public. and seating will be on a first-come, first-served basis. Rosters are subject to change during the game, but Red Team will have L. Ellis, Devo Davis, Joseph Pinion, Dina J. Harris, Chandler Lawson, Jalen Graham, and Lawson Blake. The White Team will have Keon Minifield, who is ineligible this year, Layden Blocker, Khalif Battle, Tremont Mark, Jeremiah Davenport, Bay Fall, Makai Mitchell, and Kate Argabast. And all game twos of the Major League Baseball wildcard round will get underway today. The Rangers are up 1-0 on the Rays. The Twins are up 1-0 on the Blue Jays. The Diamondbacks are up 1-0 on the Brewers. And the Phillies are in front of the Marlins 1-0. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like they're self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Matt Steele in Bryant, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Justin Stewart in Malvern today. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Morning Mayhem on location Thursday at the Grove Hunting Club in Jefferson County. Over 12,000 acres of waterfowl hunting. The guys will catch up with Jamie Price, former Ole Miss pitcher, and get you ready for the big game this coming weekend. Thursday at the Grove with Morning Mayhem. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Wide Open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. John Neighbors live from Fayetteville here getting you ready for the Red White game tonight. And Barnhill Arena. We've got Joe Franklin back in the Hogs Meat Market Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in. I know uh, we're going to have Curtis Wilkerson joining us here in just a few minutes to talk a little bit about uh, Razorback basketball and see what he thinks about the, this roster and some of the things that they've been able to che- see in practice just for a little bit. But uh, getting able to check out the Red White game, which once again, folks, it is not going to be streaming anywhere and it's not going to be. Uh, on radio or anything like that, if you want to be able to know what's going on in this game, you're either going to have to attend the game at Barnhill, or you're just going to have to follow along on some of us that will be uh, live tweeting it. But that's pretty much it. I, I I looked it up and I asked some people, Joe, I was like, I still don't understand how this doesn't work, or maybe it's just because they don't want to spend the money. I'm sure it's a money thing, right? It, it always has to be a money thing. Why always. Yeah, find a sure. way to stream these games because it's unfortunate because it's like, come on now. I know you guys have uh, plenty of money over there, but now, still. Now, what was the news that we got here within the last couple of weeks? It, the North Little Rock game is going to be streamed, but I thought that there was a mention of the red-white game being streamed also. See, that's what I thought, too, and then I looked it up. So apparently it's the Little Rock game and then the exhibition games ah, are going okay, to be streamed. that's it. Yeah, because they have the one against Purdue, but I also believe they have, it's which I didn't even realize it until I looked it up just the other day, that they have a game against UT Tyler, which is on Friday, October 20th. So uh, that's going to be their first first exhibition game, which is uh, roughly about two weeks from now. So yeah, that's what the, because I was confused by that too. I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be live streaming and everything. Well, I texted a guy over there at the foundation and he said that that's, uh, that's what they were uh, going to be doing. So... Yeah, I don't so, understand. So, it. so a tease, a tease that mm-hmm. uh, you know people thought there was a chance there with the red white game, but instead you get the exhibition game. So just have to wait a couple more weeks if you're not able to make it to Barnhill and be in that environment tonight. Yeah, which is someone makes me laugh because it's like yeah, if, if if people can wait, but the way that the football season's gone, people are going to start getting more and more like impatient. Hey, you got to get this basketball season going, uh, but that's just how it is. But it's fun though to have a little basketball and. Having it at Barnhill Arena, which I think is a cool little like twist. You know, we love watching Razorback basketball and, and checking it out no matter what. But to have it there in uh, Barnhill Arena, kind of the old school vibe to it, uh, I always love that idea and love that Must is embracing of that idea to try to have it to where not only it's free to uh, get in, by the way, folks. So uh, you don't have to worry about that. But just to have a little something different, you know, having it in a different arena and a place that I know a lot of Razorback fans consider to be iconic and historical and legendary as well. Oh, they're going all in on that old school environment because old school, no streaming. Can't watch unless you're there. <laughs> so they're going all in. Smaller crowd, more intimate setting, and then you can't see on TV. So, yeah, they're going all in on old school and old type of deal. Yeah, I can't wait to see it and how it plays out and seeing how the schedule's going to go. And uh, this is uh, just again, a few weeks away from basketball really getting revved up, but it's going to start getting really exciting here in just a little bit. But new faces, too, for Razorback basketball, as we know. And which is, I think it's just par for the course in most cases if you have Eric Musselman as your coach. But still, you got some guys like Devo Davis. you got some guys like uh, Trevin Brazil, which we know, uh, Makai Mitchell, Jalen Graham, uh, Joseph Pinion, some players that will be back uh, on the roster this year from last year's team. But then... You know, you got uh, quite a few new faces, some guys people are excited about, whether it's Khalif Battle or Tremont Mark, some of the transfers there. You got a guy like uh, L. Ellis, who actually was one of the leading scorers in the SEC, uh, actually not the SEC, but the NCAA last year. So he's going to be on your team. Granted, Louisville wasn't very good. He had to do a lot. But him, Davenport, uh, Bayfall, the new tr- uh, true freshman center, I think that that's what probably most people are going to be excited about. Where Joe, Joe, you can't take anything away from a red-white game, kind of like you can't take anything from a spring game. But oh, we did last least. year, though, and, and every year it happens. Jalen yeah. Graham was going to be a star for the entire season based on the red-white oh, game. Yeah, well, I can't believe that didn't uh, transpire. But, hey, he's still on the team, so who knows? I'm going to just what, – what I'm going to do tonight, Joe, is I'm going to look at it and be like, all right, so whoever looks the best, I'm going to be like, I'm not expecting from them anything from them this year. Because I feel like that's always the case, like you said. Because uh, I, I forgot who it was. Was it two years ago that somebody looked really good? I don't. And I think it was K.K. Robinson who was, like, really showing out in the red-white game, and then he just never saw the floor much after that. So maybe there's something to it. Yeah, and then uh, we're talking about the mix of the new players, and that's what people are excited about to see 
some of those new players. But as far as the, the returning players, Devo was the only one that played major minutes. Now, mm-hmm. Trevin Brazil, he's coming back from injury, and he showed some good signs of being the type of player that everybody thinks he could be as far as um, him being a really good player. But uh, Devo is the only one that has major minutes, and then you mix him in with some of those new players coming in along with the other three returning players. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it is. I I can't wait to see it and knowing Devo, somebody like Devo Davis, the big senior that he is and having all the experience he does, him be back and hopefully uh, help out with the leadership role of what this team is going to need. So much so because you got so many new players, and you know that the biggest deal when it comes to new players is the chemistry and the camaraderie that they build. And I'm not trying to get too excited about things, I'm really not. But if we're talking with Andrew Ellis and some other people and seeing just how well this team has been coming together as one and having the practices go really well where there's not a lot of stoppages and they're not trying to figure out a lot of things. It's just really nice to see, which compared to maybe last year where you had a lot of true freshmen, a lot of young players, uh, it was a learning process. But either way, this team's got a lot of expectations because Eric Musselman is the head coach, and they got a great crop of players too. So let's talk more about it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in one of our, if not our only, I also want to say only because he is the best in the business when it comes to other things Razorback basketball, and it is Curtis Wilkerson of HogSports.com. And, Curtis, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. It's great to have football season here, but it's also great to have a little basketball taste tonight, too. Yeah, man, 100%. You know, it's like uh, as soon as things start getting a little bit dicey on the football front, here comes Eric Musselman to kind of uh, save the day and inject a, a little more positivity into things. So I think it'll be a nice uh, nice sigh of relief, a little breath of fresh air, maybe, for people to get out and watch a little uh, holiday basketball tonight. So just starting right there with the team, I know there was a practice that uh, BD was able to view, and I know you've written about it, and of course knowing what the roster is all about. Just so far from the limited amount of action you've seen, what are some of the things that's maybe really stood out to you, whether it's uh, the type of skill sets that are out there, maybe the chemistry that's out there, maybe some players that really work well together? Just what's your overall feeling of what you've been able to see so far this year? Yeah, well, they, they seem a little bit ahead of schedule, maybe compared to, to last season. You know, obviously they were one of the, the younger teams in the country this time a year ago. And, and in one season, they've kind of flipped the roster and, and they're one of the oldest going into this year. So uh, just in terms of, of the stuff they were running and, and how detailed it was, I was, I was impressed with how far along they were for, you know, the first week of official practice. So I'm kind of excited to see, you know, how sharp they look tonight when they kind of get under the lights and, and mix it up against each other. Uh, so that'll be fun. You know, I know a lot of people are wondering if it's going to be a team that's able to make some three pointers. You know, we haven't really seen that in the last couple of years. And you know, I'll never forget last year, Arkansas. I, I think they shot seven of thirty-one from from three in the red-white game. And I'll never forget Eric Musselman afterwards just just telling us point blank, "Hey, hey guys, we're not going to be a good three-point shooting team." Uh, and he was right, but. Uh, you know, everything indicates that they're going to be better from that standpoint this year. I thought they shot it really well uh, in that practice that we were at last week. And, you know, it must said, hey, you know, we're shooting it better. We want to see it translate over to game. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on. And obviously all the newcomers, you know, it's, it's uh, a, a team where they've got a lot of, of new guys coming in that they're going to try to, you know, get acclimated here in, in short order and have an impact You get excited about. Uh, some of the transfers and, you know, guys like Tremont Mark and Caleb Battle, who had just such a big impact at, at their previous stop, L. Ellis falls into that category as well. I'm excited to see the freshmen, too. You know, baseball's a McDonald's All-American. He really stood out to me, um, you know, in that practice the other day. I mean, he's just so long, so athletic. And, and I know he's rolling. He's got some things he's got to work on. But, where they really got a foundation to work with in him. And, and then Layden Blocker, uh, wasn't at that practice. He had his wisdom piece taken out, so it'll kind of be our first glance at him. And, you know, reports from the practice facility say that he's uh, maybe ahead of schedule as well. So it's just a, a, a lot of different things you get excited for. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun team. Kurt, what do you think of the rosters for the red-white game and how they put the, the two rosters together? I like it. I like it. it it's uh, It's a little bit interesting. You know, you kind of – you always look at that and, and try to break it down yourself and go, okay, you know, if I was to, to split up the teams here, how would I do it? And, uh, you know, when I was looking at it, the first thing I thought was, well, you got a couple lockdown defenders, 
uh, in Devo Davis and, and Tremont Mark, guys who play, you know, somewhat similar games. They're both lefties. Um, so I was, I was not surprised at all to see those two guys split up. You split up Jalen Grant and Makai Mitchell, kind of the two guys who were duking it out. Uh, at the center position, uh, you split up your shooters, Joseph Pinion on one end and, and Jeremiah Davenport on the other. So, uh, yeah, when you look at it from that standpoint, I think it's a, a pretty good split. So, uh, should be entertaining. You know, the, the one thing about this too is the rosters are always subject to change. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they, you know, flip some guys from, from white to red throughout the course of the night. But, uh, yeah, I think the, it's a pretty even split. It should be a competitive game, no doubt. So also, Curtis, just looking at some of the guys that are returning from last year's roster, we know what Trevin Brazil is capable of, and obviously with his injury last year, it was pretty tough. But Devo Davis being that leader and how important he's been to this team and the success that Musk has had since he's been at Arkansas. A couple of the players, though, is like a Jalen Graham, a Joseph Pinion, uh, a couple guys that were on the team last year, even Makai Mitchell. Uh, those three guys where sometimes they played significant roles, sometimes they uh, had struggles, sometimes they were taken out of games, put in games, whatever it is. But between those three players, specifically with Graham Pinion and Mitchell, who do you think is going to make the biggest stride forward this year and actually play more of a role or at least be a key contributor to this team? Sure. I mean, I, I think all three have a really good chance to do that. And, you know, I, I think based on the practice that we saw on Thursday, uh, man, Joseph Pinion looked really, really good in that one. And obviously we know how well he can shoot the ball. Uh, and that's something that Arkansas needs, and, and he certainly did that on Thursday. Uh, but there were other parts of his game that it looks like he's made strides. I mean, he's filled out his frame. He looks a lot stronger. He's playing with a ton of confidence out there. He's got a lot of bounce in his step. You know, Musk mentioned uh, that maybe he's just completely over that, that injury that he sustained in high school that, that maybe hampered him when he first arrived on campus last year. Uh, but, man, I, I thought he was moving really well defensively, uh, looked comfortable putting the ball on the floor. And, and you know, it's just uh, – you know, he's a guy, if, if he can hold his own on the defensive end, he can really help Arkansas on the other side. So I'm anxious to see where he's going to fit in with his backcourt rotation. Obviously, it's a, it's a deep group. Uh, but, man, Jalen Graham and, and Makai Mitchell are two X factors to this team for me. You know, Arkansas uh, didn't really address, uh, you, you know, the front court maybe the way you thought they would going into the offseason with the transfer portal. Uh, those two guys, you know, that tells me they've got a lot of trust in them to take a step forward this season. We've heard a lot of really good things about Jalen Grant, how he's improved his practice habits, uh, kind of, you know, maybe the switch has flipped for him. Uh, he looked good, you know, in, in the practice the other day. We know he can score it, but how's he going to rebound the basketball? You know, is he more comfortable with his rotations on the defensive end of the floor? Uh, those things are obviously going to be key for him in, in terms of increasing his role. And Makai Mitchell returns as a, you know, he was the starting center for this team last year that made the Sweet 16. So, uh, you know, you expect him at the very least to pick up where he left off. But I do think there's room for growth in his game as well. I, I think there's parts to his game offensively uh, that maybe we didn't see that maybe weren't unlocked last year. But if this team has more spacing and they can shoot the ball better from three, it gives him room to operate uh, on the block. And I think he'd be more of a post scorer for Arkansas as well. And, and, and a versatile five man on the defense of that. So, uh, to, to answer your question, uh, you know, the long story short, I think all three of them could really make an impact for the team. Who are some of the newcomers that have impressed so far? Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, you know, I, I really like Caleb Battle. He just, uh, there's something about him, and he plays with a swagger. He will, uh, he'll talk to you, you know, go out there and back it up. But you know, he really strikes me as a guy who can, who can go out and create his own shot, create his offense. Uh, at all three levels, and, and I think that's something that Arkansas lacked a little bit at times last year because of some injuries. Uh, he strikes me as a guy that can do that, maybe in the same vein as, as a J.D. Note. So I'm really intrigued by him, maybe being a, a six-man type of guy who kind of you know, comes off the bench and uh, kind of serves in a primary scoring role with that second unit. Uh, so I, I like him. You know, L. Ellis is a guy who, I mean, he was third in the ACC in scoring last season. Obviously, Louisville was a, a terrible team, so it's going to be an adjustment of role for him, but when you're looking at who's going to replace Anthony Black in that point guard position, he's probably in the driver's seat there right now. He's a guy who can score it, obviously, uh, but he was a, he was a high assist guy as well. So you know he's he's kind of working that transition of becoming more pass first, getting the teammates involved, scoring when he needs to. Uh, but man, that's an experienced player and, and a really good addition there too. But I really really like Tremont Mark. I mean, you know Houston's a great program under Kelvin Sampson. They were a one seed last year. This is a guy who started for him. He's a lockdown defender. You know, Eric Musselman said he's underrated as an offensive player. 
He's long, he's athletic. I'm really excited about the two-way impact that he can make for this group as well. Uh, you know, you think about how it'll translate to the to the SEC. I mean, look no further than the NCAA tournament last year. He had 26 and nine uh, against Auburn and, and just dominated them from start to finish. So, Curtis, also some about uh, tonight that's interesting. We know Keon Minifield is actually deemed ineligible this season and going to have to be uh, redshirting, but he is going to be playing tonight. I know it's officially a practice, but what kind of is that dynamic whenever you have a player? We've, we've seen it before, but having a player that uh, people were really counting on can't play this year but still is going to at least play in this red-white game and get at least a chance for people to see what he's capable of. I, I wonder if, if we're going to wind up feeling the same way you know, about Minifield at, at the end of this night. As, as we did maybe, you know, Note and, and Connor Vanover after that, that first year when Musselman took over. Because uh, especially Vanover, you know, I remember after that game, I think he was still going through that waiver process. And, and people were thinking, man, it sure would be nice to have that dude uh, based on that performance there. Then he feels good, okay? And, and, you know, he needs to add some weight, still skinny, needs to put some strength on. Uh, but, man, he's got that ball on a string. He's quick. He can really create separation. He really impressed me in that practice with his passing ability. I mean, he's a guy who can get by his man, get into the teeth of the defense, and, and really sees the floor well and kind of spray it out or, or dump it off to cutters. Uh, he's uh, he, he's uh, kind of a guy that's got some flair to his game, some electricity to his game. I think fans are really, really going to like him. And, and so, you know, you think about, uh, well, recruiting. How's the recruiting class going to shape up? Uh, and you've got a guy who's going to be on campus developing with the program throughout the course of the entire season who so I think is going to be ready to step in and make an immediate impact right away next year. So it's almost like signing uh, one of these high-profile recruits early uh, and, and grooming him for a year. I, I think people are going to be impressed with him. What's Trevin Brazil's status right now? Is he participating in team drills, individual drills? What's he working out like on the floor? Yeah, you know, he, he did everything outside of, of the live five-on-five stuff when we were there at practice last week. Uh, and he looked really good doing it. I mean, if, if you wouldn't have known that he was hurt, you certainly wouldn't have been able to tell uh, based on the way he looked out there on the floor. He was moving well, uh, still explosive, finishing above the rim. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was moving well laterally. Uh, his stop and go was good. And, you know, I talked to him afterwards, and he said, hey, you know, I've, I've felt 100% probably the last couple weeks here uh, but they're taking their time with it, and, and, I, and I think they should. That's smart. You know, I, I think Musman said uh, that he did some live three-on-three stuff at, at one point last week. And, you know, they have a target date. It's a moving target uh, maybe the next couple weeks to really start ramping them up. So, uh, you know, will, he, will we see him get mixed in maybe in these exhibitions that are coming later in the month? Uh, that wouldn't necessarily surprise me if we were able to see him there, but... Uh, they're taking a cautious approach, you know, making sure that they're following all the protocols, going step by step with him. Uh, but man, he looks really good. He looks explosive, uh, and I think once the season gets cranked up, he's going to be ready to roll. Well, Curtis, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. It's going to be a lot of fun seeing the game tonight, and it should be, I'm sure, something that nobody will overreact to and nobody will go too crazy over because it is just a practice. But, hey, that's what makes it fun this time of year, and it's always good to talk with you. Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. We'll see you tonight, Curtis. Appreciate you. Sounds great. Anytime. All right, and we're going to have some fun talking about the red-white game and what we saw tomorrow on the show. But right now, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to what's trending in the world of sports and keep it moving here on a wide-open Wednesday. So stay with us. My Catfish. Fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. 
Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 659 8080. That's 1 800 659 8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 659 8080. That's 1 800 659 8080. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Few personalities in modern sports made more of an impact than Dallas Cowboys legend Gil Brandt. He pioneered the practice of recruiting great athletes from other sports and making them football players. Brandt also mined the HBCUs for incredible talent, paving the way for the NFL to be a league where talent trumps skin color. Along with Tom Landry and Tech Schramm, Gil Brandt made the Cowboys America's team. He will be missed. Double B's is Arkansas's team. With 34 locations across the state, we are an Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We care about your community because it is our community. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Brent Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th, Oaklone Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Fred Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at oaklone.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. So if you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com. Better yet, come see us in Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central. You better get down here to Motorsports Authority. Touchdown! Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox on 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. And see the deals on the trucks. It is truck season at Guadney Chevrolet. So when you go to GuadneyChevrolet.com, you can see all the deals that are there. You can even get a deal started before making the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. And if you need a service, they have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet. Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is out of bounds here on a wide open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. As we know, uh, there's so many things going on here in the sports world. It's so great to have football, of course, in full swing, but 
Also having baseball playoffs starting up and some basketball news and uh, some of the things like a red-white game going on for Arkansas. So it's just a beautiful time of year. So since there's so many things to dive into with what's going on, let's go ahead and talk about what's trending in the world of sports. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A few things happening yesterday, at least with the Major League Baseball playoffs going on, where a few final scores and some interesting games to the very end happened. Of course, the Rangers taking care of the Rays there in Tampa. Final score, 4 to nothing. You have the Twins taking care of business against the Blue Jays, 3-1. Three, uh, three to one. And then the Diamondbacks go on the road to beat Milwaukee, 6-3. And then the Phillies take care of business against the Marlins, Four to one. So nice little playoff action there, which I did see, Joe. Speaking of that uh, Tampa Bay Rays game, uh, it, it, I think it said something was like the lowest attended crowd in some sort of postseason game or something to that extent. But I just saw pictures of it. I'm like, man, that is really sad to see that stadium with a good team, especially a playoff team, be that empty. It's just sad. No surprise. It's been that for uh, a number of years. And that's why they are in line to get that new stadium. Once they get the new stadium, Will it solve all the problems? Probably not, but it'll definitely help the cause. Let's hope so, because they got a good team down there and have had a good team for a few years down there in Tampa. But uh, still going to have some more playoff games going on today as, uh, let's see, in the 2 o'clock window, going to once again have the Rangers and Rays, Blue Jays and Twins at 3.30, the Diamondbacks and Brewers at 6, and 7 o'clock tonight, Marlins and Philly. So pretty much the same schedule that you had yesterday, uh, only game two this time of round, and uh, it's actually even on the same channels, ABC, uh, ESPN, ESPN2, and then ESPN once again tonight. They want to get it over in a hurry if they can. If it can be a 2-0 sweep, that's fine. If not, if it has to be a three-game series, then, uh, you know, that's what this week is for, to get all that worked out and then really get into the heart of it next week. But it, it's just cool to see playoff baseball and see it in that setting where they are playing a three-game series and it's not just a one-game winner moves on and uh, you played 162 and one, it comes down to one game and then you're out. You're done. So help me out here. Do they do NBA postseason games in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week? Or are they always at night in the in the middle of the week? They The uh, NBA postseason is always later. Now, during COVID, when they were in the bubble, that was the beauty of it. There were NBA games going on all day pretty much. But, uh, yeah, normally it's it's night games. It's kind of what I thought. It was a little bit different this time of round for uh, baseball. But, you know, some people were talking about, oh, the day games and whatnot. But I'm saying, I kind of like it. Uh, not saying you got to have all the sports be that way, but it's kind of nice to have some mid-afternoon baseball in the middle of the week. That's something that always has been a part of baseball, though, and um, they kind of scale back on it for what it was known to be where you would get daytime baseball. But a lot of times, you know, when you thought about it in the history, it had a lot to do with the lights and stadiums and, and uh, fields having lights, and that kind of changed things once everybody had, had lights because the Cubs were most famously known for the team that would always play day games at home because they didn't have lights. Yeah, it's uh, hard to play baseball without uh, being able to see what's going on on the field. So uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. But in some NBA news, we, we've we been talking about this, and but it's just now been confirmed and actually happened. But James Harden has rejoined the 76ers training camp after his two-day absence. You know he missed media day and the first day of training camp. But now he's participating in practice. It's the second day of practice, and under new coach Nick Nurse, and uh, they're looking to see uh, how that's going to play out and maybe some of the awkwardness it's going to end up. But he did officially rejoin, so there is that. And I also saw Joe, I think it was Stephen A. Smith saying this morning that James Harden was uh, offered a max contract from the Houston Rockets just a few months ago. And that's what Stephen A. Smith said. A very reliable source said that. But uh, I thought that was pretty surprising to hear from him if that was the case. I thought that was the whole deal, but they were trying to get him back in Houston, it looked like. Guess he didn't feel like that was the right situation. But, um, yeah, that is that is interesting. Now, you know, people have a certain way that they view him, and they think that 
he is all about the money and that he doesn't want to win. Well, that says differently if he was offered a max contract and he turned it down with that team that is a young team, up and coming. They have a lot of talent, but it doesn't seem like they're going to be in line to win or compete for championships anytime soon. So that says that uh, he, he does weigh a little bit on winning, and it's not just all about the money with him. Also in some NFL news, that Randy Gregory, who's been on the Denver Broncos, they were hoping that he could come an elite pass rusher, but they have waived him. Uh, and I know that there's always these deals going on in the NFL and professional sports in general, but it says that Gregory and his representatives have asked for his release earlier this week, according to sources. And Sean Payton, Payton as well as the GM and the owner, uh, talking about potential playing time and mindset and decided that releasing him was the way to go even though just last year in March he was 30 years old, or he's 30 years old now, but last year saw signed a five-year, $70 million contract and his $14 million base this season and another $5 million next season are fully guaranteed. So he is getting some money out of it. But, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that's why he raised his hand and said, hey, go ahead and wave me. I, I got the money. I can run for sure. And players always want to play, so... That definitely factored into it where he probably didn't feel like he was getting the playing time or maybe the scheme didn't fit. Now, since he is getting paid like that, the whole reason that he left the Cowboys, now the Cowboys offered him a similar contract to what he signed with the Broncos, but there were clauses in the contract that he, you know, that he didn't have to hit that same standard with the Broncos, and that's what gave them the edge. Now... You would expect that maybe his reps will contact the Cowboys and maybe get a uh, a minimum type deal done that uh, he's already getting his money. So now he can sign for a minimum with not only the Cowboys, but other teams around the league. But you would expect that that would be one of the first calls made to the Cowboys to see how they feel about him and if they still have some interest in, in bringing him in because they were the team that they work with him through everything he had going on off the field. So for him, it was a good fit. Well, it looks like he's at least got his money, and uh, if that ends up working out, it's he'll be winning twice, as they say, uh, if he gets to get back with the Cowboys. But uh, there's some other news and some other headlines we'll dive into in the second hour of the show, but we are up against it. It is a wide-open Wednesday. If you want in on the conversation, let's hear from you. Call or text in 501-661-1037. So as the Astro Record Live fan feedback, after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors, we got the second hour of Out of Bounds coming up next, so stay with us. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder 